welcome to Fully Fit Life, where exercise promotes freedom and diet is a four-letter word. Two guys, one goal. Join them on their journey to live a more healthy and joy-filled life. Good evening, Frank. How you doing? I'm well. Marty, how are you? Look at we're towards the middle to two-thirds of the uh, way through May, and we're talking about it snowing and hailing. How are you doing? Uh, I am doing well. You know, before I uh, came down for our meeting, I was talking to my wife and I said, you know, I really didn't think that I would have to use the snow shovel on the steps coming down to the house again this year. And no, it wasn't snow that was on the steps, but we got darn near an inch of hail today. And I have never seen it come down like that, ever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the clouds this afternoon over in your direction and they were dark. Oh my gosh. The thunder and the lightning were amazing. Incredible, incredible show. You you couldn't see the lightning real well, but you could catch a a bright spot every now Uh and then. And then it's like, okay, here comes that thunder. And it was just one after another, after another, after another. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was incredible. I'm really hoping, I don't want to get off into the weeds, but I'm really hoping that everybody in the world being under house arrest will help us uh, with this climate. I'm sure it's having an impact. I hope it's having a positive one. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So Marty. Yes, sir. Tell me how you're doing. I did. I did. How are you doing? Doing well. What are we talking about tonight? Excellent. What's on the agenda? Well, tonight we are going to uh, be speaking about the final, the third macronutrient. And this brings us to carbohydrates. The so, third installment. Yeah, mm-hmm. the third installment. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. We got a little streak going there, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I guess we should we should introduce the show. There you go. Here we go. Tonight, today, whenever you happen to be listening to this or watching it, this is the Fully Fit Life broadcast. You can find it on iTunes or Google Play. You can also find a video edition on YouTube. If you're looking for links, you can find those on my website, martinstraw.com. And there are links for all that stuff all over my site. So pretty easy to find. That's martinstraw.com. Pretty easy. So tonight, Frank, who is right there or right there, I can't tell which side I'm on. So Frank is next to me in the other screen, the one who's not speaking at the moment. And um, we are going to be discussing carbohydrates now, I have a line in the, the written version of this, which will actually go live on my site tomorrow, but it'll be available prior to actually releasing this podcast. And th- that line is, and I'm going to look it up because I'll mess it up if I don't. So that line is, where are you? Protein is the least controversial, I believe, of the macronutrients while fat and carbohydrates are nearly as volatile as discussing religion or politics at the dinner table. Nevertheless, 
we are going to venture boldly into the world of carbs. <laughs> nice, nice. So, yeah, well, they don't invoke a lot of good positive thought when you're talking about fat and carbohydrates, but they have to be talked about. People have to be aware. And this is, this is an introduction. We're not doctors, okay? We're not experts. You're certified in, you know, physical fitness and training. Uh, I'm just a food freak that loves to do research. But we're, we're here to introduce carbohydrates along with everything else that we talk about. It's an introduction, right? Yeah. We really want our audience, our listeners to, yeah, listen to what we have to say. But don't just accept it. You know, right. do do some of your own digging. Granted, Research. we have we have done a lot ourselves and uh, hopefully what we have found will ring true with you as it does with us. Mm -hmm. But by all means, do your own research on these things. Yeah, do your research. And if it's surprising that, you know, we have some certain leanings and opinions and perspectives on carbohydrates along with everything else we talk about, you know, don't be surprised. Uh, maybe it's a good surprise. So yeah, let's Let's dig into this. Carbohydrates. Yeah. That's the big thing is we want to make people aware. So we talked about the first two proteins and fats in our last couple of sessions over the past couple of weeks. And so tonight we're going to get down into more of the details on carbohydrates, just as we did with the other ones. Now, carbohydrates is just like the others. It's considered an essential macronutrient. And carbohydrates, or carbs, as it is commonly referred to as, uh, contains four calories per each gram of carbohydrate, just the same as protein did. Now remember, fat was the most energy-rich of the macronutrients with nine calories per gram. So carbohydrates and protein both share that four calories per gram. It's important to note that all carbohydrates are made up of sugar in one form or another. A lot of people break carbohydrates down into what's commonly referred to as simple carbohydrates and complex carbohydrates. The idea behind that is that the complex carbohydrates have a longer molecular structure. And so it takes longer to digest the complex carbohydrates. A, a good example of a quote-unquote complex carbohydrate are processed grains. So white flour is considered a simple carbohydrate. Now, healthy, and I put this in quotes, healthy whole grains are considered a complex carbohydrate. But if we look these up on the glycemic index, the white bread comes in at a 75 on the you know, zero to 100 scale. That's plus or minus two. And whole wheat comes in at 74 plus or minus two. So honestly, I find the, the consideration of simple versus complex carbohydrate rather disingenuous, personally. 
there's not a whole lot of difference between a 74 and a 75 on mm -hmm. the glycemic index. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, really? And for those of you, glycemic index is how quickly what we ingest turns right into sugar how quickly it does. One of the things that, that I'd like to see us cover tonight too, and that is the word broken down carbohydrate and how uh, that word scientifically, and I'm sure we'll probably get into that, but I'm really excited to kind of review some of the things uh, from school that I learned in terms of science, you know, some of my favorite carbohydrates. Yeah, well, since you brought that up, why don't you go ahead and take us down that path a little ways here? Let's get a definition. Well, carbohydrate, uh, carbon is part of the word carbo from carbon. And carbon, and then hydrate is water. So where do we get carbon water or carbohydrate? And that's from the sun uh, developing and creating green leafy. I'll use spinach, for example kale or broccoli. The vegetables are the carbohydrates that are developed from the ground, the seed, and the sun. I don't know if I said that already, but in essence, that's, I think, one of the simpler, maybe hopefully that's not too simple, of how we get to the carbohydrate. I don't know. Would you agree? Would our audience agree? Um, it sounds logical to me. I mean, I, I knew definitely the, the carbon and the hydrogen. Yeah, I would say so. And again, not getting off in too far into the weeds, but, you know, when you get the uh, green plant getting the sun and taking oxygen and creating oxygen and taking whatever we breathe out, the carbon dioxide, and it takes in the carbon dioxide. So the atmosphere and the plants, we need each other in one way, in more ways than one. So that's where it uh, takes me back many, many years in some of my science classes. And, and so it's interesting, though, that a lot of the simple carbohydrates tend to be processed, where the complex are more natural, and I'll call it organic in nature. Yeah. Um, and I... I actually take it to a different, rather than discussing it as the complex and the simple, I really talk about it in three different identifiers. So the three main groupings of carbohydrate are glucose, fructose, and fiber. The first two probably sound very familiar to folks because those are both sugars that are just found in nature. So those can be found in uh, fruits, vegetables, and to a certain degree, you know, some other things as well. Vegetables generally aren't real high in either of those, but there are some elements of those. The first one, um, glucose, is a simple sugar. And what that means, our bodies are very capable of easily digesting that. Glucose can be broken down from commonly used sweeteners like table sugar, uh, which is also known as sucrose, and also honey. So sucrose is formed by actually joining glucose and fructose together. 
So our table sugar is a combination of those, those first two categories. Now, normally we think of sugar as being empty calories, but sugar actually serves several functions within the body. Let me, let me drop back and, and restate that. Glucose performs several functions within the body. First, it's used in the formation of glycoproteins, and their, their main role has to do with uh, structure of the cell walls and um, the cell membranes and receptors. Now, the other um, key function of glucose is it's a source of energy for the body's cells, particularly brain cells. Now, people say that glucose is the preferred uh, source of energy for the brain, and that is typically true. The brain also functions extremely well on something called ketones, which we probably want to save that one for another day because that's more than just uh, one or two sentences also. For a rainy day. Yeah. Not a Haley yeah. day. Not a Haley day. <laughs> it just doesn't fit. But the, the body does have the means of developing um, either ketones to power the brain, or it can also provide its own source of glucose. So pretty right. remarkable. Glucose is generally found in fruits, vegetables, starches, and grains. The other categorization there is fructose. Now, fructose is also known as fruit sugar. It's the sweetest of the monosaccharides, and monosaccharides really just means it's a simple sugar, very simple structure. Even though it's very similar to glucose chemically and calorically, again, we're looking at, you know, four calories per gram, it's processed differently in the body. So glucose is absorbed directly into the cells, where fructose is directed to the liver for conversion into either glucose or fats. So about 50% of fructose gets converted into glucose, and around 25% becomes lactate, which is a byproduct of body functions. You know, if you ever, you know, you, you do a good hard workout and your muscles hurt, like the next day you're feeling that, that's a, a collection of lactic acid that has built up. So that's where that, that comes from. And then about 15%, and these, yeah, if you add these up, you're not going to get 100% because they're not exact. So it, it kind of varies based on the body's needs and all that good stuff. But about 15% becomes glycogen, which is the most common form of storage for glucose. Uh, fructose is found in fruits and vegetables. The next categorization there is fiber. Before we get to fiber, did you want to 
you got any comments on either of those glucose or fructose? Uh, actually, um, not not really, because I, I think you've done a very good job of explaining it. There's just all kinds of narrative that come to my mind when you talk about ketones and glycogen or glycogenesis and the liver and all that. And, you know, there's a lot of backstories to that, that from a health standpoint, we can get into, but um, maybe for, you know, when we talk about ketones, that we'll get more into that because we got to stay on the uh, straight and narrow tonight to get through this introduction. But yeah, those are all really important. And um, <clears throat> yeah, it's an introduction. I got to remember that and the kind of research and explanation to get into the details is it takes a lot of time so yeah yeah it's but, it's easy to go down those rabbit holes and then yeah, it's very suddenly easy. you know i've got a 20 page blog post that no one will ever right. read <laughs> let's be let's be or real a two hour, or a two or three hour video that nobody will ever watch yeah you know? but anyway go ahead you did a great job oh cool. thank you sir <laughs> Okay, so fiber. Fiber is plant material that is essentially indigestible to humans. There are two types of dietary fiber. There's soluble and insoluble. Now, soluble fiber is fiber that actually dissolves in water. It's made up of plant pectin, and gums. Soluble fiber can help improve digestion and slow the rapid response to blood sugar increases when consuming carbohydrates. So that's kind of a good thing. That's why a lot of things nowadays when you're you're counting your carbs, you know, different apps and that sort of thing, or you read something in somebody's book, they'll say, well, you can subtract the number the number of grams of fiber from the number of carbs, and then you have your net carbs. So let's say you right. have something that's got 10 grams of, of carbs, but it's got seven grams of fiber. So your net would only be three grams of carbs that you enter into your tracker. And how do you respond to that for you personally? What is your perspective on that? Um, uh, I keep that in mind, but for simplicity's sake, I just go with the raw number and if right. you're you know if you're trying to track that to a certain number then it um it's just easier it's just easier yeah and and there are people that use them for whatever purpose they need to use them for you know Mark Twain made this quote very popular there's lies damnable lies and statistics and so you know if you want to take that carb and make it your happy carb and do whatever you want with it, you know, subtract and add and make it whatever you want, I suppose. But I look at the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and, and then if you, if, if you're armed with that information, then you can look at that number at the end of the day and you can go, I met it. And in fact, I know I did better than that because I know some of that stuff had fiber in it. Yeah. Really, yeah. You know? So that's just, that's kind of a cool thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's a fair number of studies that show benefits to consuming soluble fiber, even though we humans can't digest it. The good news in that is that the intestinal bacteria that live within our intestinal tract or our microbiome, they can digest it. And this process is known as fermentation. In addition to feeding our gut bugs, one of the byproducts of fermentation is the production of short chain fatty acids, which are actually an outstanding source of energy for our intestinal cells. So that's pretty cool. A byproduct of the microbiome digesting that stuff when we ourselves cannot actually feeds that area of our body. That's amazing. No, it, I mean, this is how weird I am. And people will go, dude, you need to go see a doc real quick. But that is really <laughs> exciting for me to talk about because there are so many things that occur in our gut biome that, you know, that's 10 episodes, you know, from birth, to breastfeeding, to being raised on good whole food that creates that healthy gut biome. But, uh, you know, I got to stop there. I got to strap my seatbelt on and, and say, okay, let's move on because, man, that's that's great stuff. All right. You know, it it's, really is. It's cool to hear your excitement in that because these, you know, like we mentioned at the beginning, these are topics that we have dug into and you know i've i've unearthed information pretty much on both sides of all these arguments and yeah you know at some point you have to decide where you stand on it you know could yeah. you could you be wrong you could be but if you've done the research you've done the work you feel like you are confident with something and you know that's really that's really a cool thing and for the people that are viewing things that we're talking about in terms of fiber we're introducing that and in, and we're not taking it lightly because there's multiple different ways of getting fiber i i was listening to somebody at, at my job say well i'm going to take my fiber pill today and I'm thinking, well, that's great. Why don't you take your pot roast pill too along with it? You know, but the point is, is that make it important to seriously consider the fiber that you're ingesting, digesting, because it's really, it's going to help you in the long run. And it's like a vitamin or a micronutrient. You, you don't see it right away. You don't see the results of it, but it's there working in the background while you're not. And you've got to keep your, your gut biome happy. And that's really important. So this fiber is very important. It really is. Um, yeah. And, you know, additional benefits come along with that. Not just feeding and really nourishing our intestinal cells, but mm -hmm. there's also evidence that soluble fiber has a very positive impact on overall metabolic function. And that's just that's everything within your body. I mean, that's, you know, right. that's heart, that's your lymphatic system, that's your 
kidneys, that's your liver, that's your, it's everything. It's your whole metabolic system. And yeah. it also has anti-inflammatory effects. It yeah. helps to reduce stress. Mm -hmm. It helps improve immune function. And it helps to prevent heart disease. These are yeah. all good things. And that just comes from eating some soluble fiber. Now, okay, you ask, well, where the heck do I get soluble fiber? I'm glad you asked. And now you may notice as I read this one, and then as we move into insoluble fiber, that some of these things appear on both lists. And do you know why that is? It's, because, it's because they both, they have both types of fiber, soluble and right. insoluble. That's why. Right. It's not just a, uh, you know, a cut and paste error this time. Right. Uh, <laughs> just kidding, folks. I don't know that that has happened, but it, it probably has. I mean, we've all, we've all read something at one point or another. It's like, wait a minute. You just said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so soluble, soluble fiber is found in fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts and seeds, oats, beans, Brussels sprouts, avocados, sweet potatoes, apples, broccoli, turnips, barley, and psyllium, among other things. These are not completely exhaustive lists because there's way too many things that have soluble fiber in them to even list them. Mm -hmm. it, the list is long, but you kind of get the idea from those things on if something has it or not. So then we have insoluble fiber. Now, insoluble fiber does not dissolve in water. So it includes plant cellulose and hemicellulose. It can soften stool and add bulk, making that process easier to pass. And insoluble fiber is not nearly as fermentable as soluble fiber. So as a result, it doesn't generate that, uh, the short chain fatty acids. So that benefit is not there in insoluble fiber. So yeah. it does not have as many benefits as soluble fiber, but nonetheless, it is a valuable thing to have to keep things uh, flowing if you will, at a minimum. Now, insoluble fiber is found in whole wheat flour, wheat bran, seeds and nuts, beans, cauliflower, green beans, potatoes, vegetables, such as green beans, oh, that was already on the list, and green leafy vegetables, fruit skins, and root vegetable skins and other whole wheat products. Now, how do we tie this in with the insoluble benefits and maybe no benefits? Because um, I think it's important to be able to make that tangible. So if we took something, for example, and, and said, okay, here's, I don't know, grains. And I know we were talking earlier so th this is a little bit of an advertisement. Grains is going to come up in one of our podcasts sometime in the future. 
but um, you know, being able to make that benefit like a potato, you know, how does that potato benefit our digestive system? I know there's a lot of starch and sugar in there in terms of a carbohydrate. There uh, is. So and taking one of those and making an example out of it. And those are listed in the insoluble fiber. So right. w when, you, when you eat a potato, let's say you have a baked potato, granted, there is some insoluble fiber in there. And that will, that will add to bulk. So that helps with that digestive process, keeping things moving along um, because it, it does add bulk and it also attracts water into the stool, which makes it easier to pass as well. So there's that benefit. There you go. It doesn't break yeah. down. So you don't get those short chain fatty acids, but it does help right. in, in moving things through and keeping them, keeping the flow going. Um, in addition to that, potatoes are a fantastic source of uh, potassium. You know, everybody says, oh, potassium, you got to eat a banana. I remember years ago, my mom was, her doctor said something about her being low on potassium. So, you know, you need to eat a banana. That was the, that was the thing. And it's like everybody was eating bananas for a while there to get their potassium up. But a baked potato actually has considerably more potassium than a banana. So you've got additional nutritional value. It's not just that it has fiber in it. There's a lot of vitamins in potatoes. So those are, it's, it's really a pretty rich, a rich food. Now it is high in carbohydrates. So to someone who is counting their carbohydrates, this is probably a pretty good example of where understanding the net carbs, so your carbohydrates minus your fiber equals your net carbs, um, is a good thing to keep in mind because if you just look at it at the face value of a baked potato has a bunch of carbs, I don't want to eat that because I'm on this low carb diet or no carb diet or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you look beyond the number of carbs in it, yeah, it might be a third of the carbs that you want to eat on a given day but it might be worth it because of the other nutritional value. And if you're trying to keep your carbs low, then you might be willing to, you know, go for the potato, but then don't have something else later that would kick your carbs up. So you don't have, you know, flour tortillas along the side of the potato because that would, you know, boom, there you go. Oops. Now I'm over yeah. my number for yeah. the day. Again, it's having that information and being able to make intelligent, informed decisions. Yeah. Let's say you have uh, high blood pressure. You want your potassium up or any, really any heart condition because potassium is a good regulator of, of heart function. If you want more potassium, then 
maybe you want to have a potato every day or every other day or something like that. And you just work that carb load into the rest of your lifestyle. There's always a balance. There's always a balance. And you said baked potatoes several times because how it's cooked could render it useless if you cook or fry it wrong or, you know, add whatever you add to it. It, You know, yeah, it it could, or it could make it so it's not optimum. Optimum, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, less, less enhancement. Chances yeah. are you're not going to cook everything out of it, now, unless of course it's a pile of ash, and then you, right. you know, there's probably a certain benefit and, to ash too. <laughs> it, it, and and you think about the the skin of the potatoes probably got a lot of benefits in it too. Just it from, does, yeah. From nature. Generally, know? when I talk about a baked potato, that is including the skin. You, yeah. you got to have that as well. Anything else? Because I'm gonna throw something into this conversation it might get a little wacky but that's what i'm here for <laughs> um i don't know i i think i i think i addressed that example that you wanted in the uh, insoluble yeah. that you know it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have the same benefits or as many benefits yeah. as the soluble but i think that uh, i think we covered that there so and, and it's and it's but but it's interesting and i'm gonna just continue before i go off onto the deep end but the macronutrient micronutrient and when you have the soluble insoluble fiber it also becomes a, a micronutrient sort of element to the breaking down of the macronutrient and there's the intrinsic micronutrients that we ingest they're all working together it, it, yeah. part of that food chain so um, oh, and one, one but, more but thing ahead. that i yeah. wanted to throw sure. in before i forget you mentioned the person who was taking the fiber supplement and you know that that certainly can be a a valid solution but i always encourage my clients to try as much as possible to get their nutritional needs met through real whole food and not through Uh supplements and Uh to remember they are supplements they are supplementing what you're eating they aren't replacements they are supplements so i just want to maybe astronauts Yeah, maybe astronauts can uh, survive a year in space eating supplements like that. But, you know, here on Earth, we need uh, we need real good whole food. I'm going to uh, pick your brain a little bit and ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot. You remember Yule Gibbons? Does that, I, does that name ring a bell? It sure does. Every yeah. pine tree, many parts <laughs> are edible. <laughs> so when you started talking about fiber i was thinking okay there he is standing by a pine tree and there's our fiber you know and uh pine nuts they're excellent yeah yeah and i was thinking man we need to eat more of those right for fiber right Absolutely. (laughs) and so that's a commercial for grape nuts and uh, grape nut cereal ever eat a pine tree (laughs) you know most parts are edible (laughs) you'll give (laughs) it 
Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. I told you I was going to take you off the deep end. But anyway, there you go. That's all right. For those of us who uh, who are a lot older, we remember that. But uh, I don't even know if the kids listening to this would be able to find that on YouTube. Oh, I'm sure but, you could. I'm sure. Uh, you could. Yeah, you never know. But uh, in fact, no, that I, I'm going to see if I can find it and I'll plug a link to it in there, here. there you go when i saw that commercial that was like my first introduction to not healthy eating because it's processed cereal but the concept of here's a guy who's probably been having this sort of conversation most of his career and he gets hired to promote some processed cereal that might taste good or might not i don't think i've ever eaten a grape nuts cereal yeah. anyway <laughs> there we go. Just it, a plug. That's our first it is, commercial. <laughs> it is far less processed than a lot of cereals. So frosted flakes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to yeah. think that to think yeah. that frosted flakes had the heart healthy stamp right? of approval on it. Yeah. yeah that's scary. <laughs> but um I don't even know. Is grape nuts still on the shelf? It sure is. Is it really? I just never paid that close attention. I don't eat cereal. Yep. So, uh, I, I will be honest. Sometimes I do. And that okay. is, that would be my go-to if I had a go-to, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. I like, uh, I like the Bob's, whoever he is, oats and stuff that are, I don't cook them. I eat them sort of semi-raw and I just crunch them to death. <laughs> <laughs> The next part go. of this yeah. is, so what carbohydrates are recommended? Here we go. Again, a little disclaimer. This list is not mm -hmm. comprehensive. There are mm -hmm. way too many carbohydrate-rich foods that could be on here, mm -hmm. but it gives you an idea. And so similar to how we did uh, the last ones with the, you know, eat these liberally, uh, eat these moderately uh -huh. and don't eat these. So that's what we've got now. So on the eat these liberally, we've got artichokes, parsnip, rutabaga, collard greens, romaine lettuce, green beans, snap beans, uh, red peppers, onions, white mushrooms, turnip, beets, kale, peas, broccoli, carrots, zucchini, cauliflower, asparagus. So those are the, you know, go ahead, eat pretty much as much of those as you want. The next one, this would be the eat in moderation. Three to four servings a day is generally fine for most people. If you are diabetic, then you may want to uh, be a little more cautious, but uh, here the, here's this list. So we've got banana, pear, pomegranate, mango, mm -hmm. apple, pineapple, orange, grapes, papaya, peach, cantaloupe, strawberries, watermelon, blueberries, raspberries, plum, tomato, and legumes. And then the avoid eating these whenever possible. Uh, this one's a, a short list, but it's a lot. It covers a lot of territory and it could be 
again, considerably, considerably longer. So avoid eating these whenever possible. Cereal grains, that is wheat or wheat products. Doesn't matter if they're white or they're healthy whole grains. Remember, we saw that on the glycemic index. They rate a point apart, so not a huge difference. Uh, soda and sweetened beverages. And I would also throw in there fruit juices, so even, you know, even orange juice. Now, do you remember, Frank, back in the old days when you'd have a, a glass of orange juice with breakfast? But it was just a tiny little glass. Mm -hmm. You remember mm -hmm. that? I do. I do. I, it, I mean, that was like prescribed. You got to have your orange juice. What yeah. was that? It's your sunshine or whatever. I forget what the, yeah. you know. A day, uh, without, Florida. a day without orange juice is like a day without sunshine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, but go ahead. Yeah. I've so got all these old commercials oh nailed. Um, yeah. We always had just a small glass. I mean, it, it was probably only half a cup you know, maybe four ounces yeah. versus today, yeah. you know, it's like 12 ounces at least. Yeah. Yeah. So and, it's like a big gulp of orange juice. Yeah. Uh, refined sugar. I think that one kind of, mm -hmm. kind of goes without saying, but mm -hmm. see these, these are carbohydrates. That's the thing yeah. that I think is kind of misleading to people is because it's got this long, fancy, kind of scientific-y sounding name, carbohydrates sounds, well, that's not sugar. Well, yeah, it is. Remember, we talked about that. Glucose, fructose, and fiber. Those are the carbohydrate yeah. categories. Processed foods loaded with all kinds of things that drive that carb number up, and it's not in a good way. Yeah. Candies, cakes, yeah. all kinds of sweet treats yeah. are just not good. Do yourself a favor. Don't go there. I teach my grandkids this kind of stuff. And I'll, you know, when I'm asked to babysit them, I go, okay, here we go. <laughs> and I set them at the counter and I get the, the marshmallow and I go, here's a bag of marshmallows. And then here's a banana. And then here's some kale and here's some spinach. And you know, and I rate it by the color and where it comes from. And I tell them, okay, these are sugary. Okay. These are carbohydrates. And I tell them, okay, where does the spinach leaf come from or the kale come from? The ground, it's a plant. And who feeds it? The sun and the rain and the ground. And then we go to the fruit, you know, the apple or the, the banana. And then we go to the cup of sugar and marshmallow and I tell them from from one to the other natural less processed more processed and I tell them I go okay this is where you need to eat the most of the green stuff the least of the white sugary stuff yeah. and I make it really simple for them and they get it you know yep. and then I go into my diatribe and you know, on nutrition and stuff. And I'll even stick them in front of a 50 minute YouTube video and one of them will dart away and the other one glued to it and they get it. You know, you just have to expose them to it. Yeah. Very cool. 
I felt like I couldn't just leave off right there because it's um, a lot of those things on that list are grain-based products. As I pondered this, it's like, all right, this thing's already getting kind of long. I need to figure out how to bail out without just leaving people hanging. So I came up with the title for uh, what I think is next week's blog post, and we'll probably do it as the podcast, I'm guessing, at least at this point, unless we have a, a change of heart during the week. But I entitled it, What's Wrong with Grains? And I say that that really needs to be covered in a future post for the reasons I just mentioned, you know, there's, there's just a lot of information and it would just get too long. I will say that the push for grain-based products has been a key theme ever since the federal government became involved in telling Americans what to eat. And we could probably segue into now they tell us where we can go. Uh, No, just or house arrest. Yes. (laughs) Even without grains, it is possible to obtain all the nutritional value commonly attributed to grains from other natural resources, fiber included. That's one of the big things I hear is in working with clients who are choosing a lower grain lifestyle, who are choosing a a more uh, paleo-ish leaning or even Mediterranean leaning lifestyle, even with that reduced grain, you can still get everything you need. And the big thing that I hear is, well, what about fiber? You got to have fiber. And fruit and vegetables are loaded with fiber. And most of it is soluble, which is the better fiber anyhow. Yeah. So there. Yeah. Yeah, And I kind of want to throw this in there and maybe this applies and it doesn't, but uh, there's a thing called leaky gut and it's because of the, 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 the food and processed food and, and, and what we eat that you can cure that with the right diet. So Crohn's and things like that. And I don't want to get into that, but the point is, is that with the right diet and getting away from some of these contributors to say, for example, a leaky gut or a poor gut biome. Yeah. Leaky gut leads to uh, autoimmune diseases. And it can be cured. That's pretty much what I had for this evening. How about you? Any other Additional thought? No, I just can't wait to see that portion of Yul Gibbons embedded in there somewhere. <laughs> great podcast tonight. We can go on forever just talking about this stuff. This is great information. I'm inspired by it. Cool. So I look forward to the next podcast too. Yeah, me too. Like I say, you start talking about carbs and People draw lines in the sand and take hard positions, you know. The, the psychology of that is we want to hang on to that, whatever it is that we, you know, the kids will, you know, have a birthday party and Cheryl said, you want some cake and an ice cream? And I go, no, I got to pick my poison wisely. So we're picking our poison. And yep. for some of us, we pick it and we hang on to it and we don't let go. And we go, 
that pasta, I can't let go of that pasta, that white bread. I can't let go of that white bread. That's going to be the death of me. And the wife is looking at me going, yeah, it is. Look at you. And we have to that make, make a decision, you know, stage four, whatever, or healthy food. Make that decision. There's a line that they draw. It's a little bit selfish, but that's what we are. Yeah. And of course, sometimes we don't even know that what we're picking is poison. And right. That's, that's our big objective is to get the word out there and to help people yeah. realize that things aren't necessarily what they seem to be. And yeah. there is a ton of information available on all these subjects. Some of it's intense and technical, but a lot of it isn't mm -hmm. also. A lot of it has you know, been summarized and, and made, uh, yeah. made digestible. We'll consider with, stick with that theme. Yeah. So carbohydrates <laughs> are a very controversial subject these days. You've got high yeah. carb diets, you've got low carb diets, you've got no carb diets. There's so yeah. many choices. It's yeah. important to note that just like proteins and fats, there is a place yeah. for carbohydrates. The important thing is to become increasingly aware of what carbs are and the role that they play in healthy nutrition and how to avoid the pitfalls that some carbohydrates bring. Again, the key, as we've said probably on every episode and probably will on every episode going forward, is the key is really to eat natural whole foods, not packaged, not boxed, not chopped and formed or otherwise manipulated. That is the key. Check that ingredient list. Yeah. If there's more than a couple yeah. of things, ideally you don't even need an ingredient list because a carrot is a carrot and we all know. Yeah. So thank you for joining us on the Fully Fit Life broadcast and we will see you next time. Have a good one. Good night, Frank. Good night, Marty.